difficulties, I've been giving it to you hot. We've had some great episodes and great content. Thank you guys so much for the love and support. Um, basketball season is right around the corner, November 9th. If you guys aren't locked in and have that date, circuit on your calendar, you're missing out. Uh, we all love college basketball, especially when it comes to college, to, to March Madness. Uh, but before we get into that, um, another story, another life of a, of a Gator that I wanted to introduce you guys to. And, you know, it's the preseason, so we're doing things a little bit unorthodox. But um, I wanted to take this time to highlight uh, some, some people that contribute to the organization but aren't necessarily seen by the fans or get all the credit and um, the recognition they deserve. Uh, we're talking about the team managers, the guys that are the backbones of the organization that really help especially in this, this last year in 2020 with COVID, the adjustments they had to make in order to help the team become uh, the best they could. They were the glue of the organization this year. And um, I had a chance to be around these guys. And actually the guest that we're gonna interview today when I was still playing, he worked me out a few times during my freshman year, uh, which was pretty awesome. Um, and it's, it's really cool full circle getting a chance to interview him again here. Uh, before we get into the guest, uh, for today's episode, everyone, please subscribe, uh, follow the Field of 68 Media Network, as well as the Young and the Rowdies, bringing you this content hot on a platter every Thursday. Um, so please continue to love and support and share this podcast with anyone else that you think would love it and enjoy it, especially on the Field of 68 Media Network. If you know any other sports buffs, a lot of other universities are represented on the platform as well. Without further ado, let's get to this episode. Introducing our third year manager. What are you doing, my guy? What's happening? I'm doing great. Uh, just finished the practice. We're good. Everything's good. The Gators are good. The Gators are great, man. It's, you already know it's great to be a Florida Always. Gator. Always. I, I highly respect the background and just the whole setup. That was a great move. That's exactly what uh what P Money did on his uh, a few weeks ago. His I really enjoyed talking to P. He's got some great freaking stories. Yeah. But uh, I'm super excited to uh dive into your perspective and your your life. And you know, I was, as I was planning for this episode, I was like, what would a fan? What does a fan want to hear from somebody that they probably don't really think of when they think Florida basketball? They're thinking coaches. They're thinking uh, players. Uh, they might be thinking the athletic director, they might be thinking, they're not really thinking about the trainer, uh, but you know, when you go to a game, you know, you, you always, you know, I, I know you guys, like you're, you guys are always dressed up in the khakis <laughs> or a certain, <laughs> certain color gator shirt always. and just really uh, there to serve and help the guys, um, you know, and making it so, so much easier for them. But yeah, man, thank you so much for this time. We're really excited to dive in on, on your story and, and what it's like being, part of the part of the, the, the team of course of course thanks for having me so what's um how's how's it been you know going into preparing for this season I know things are different obviously um you know re regarding you you go from one season preparing where things were so different because of COVID to now um this upcoming season where you get not only are do you have eight new guys you also have <laughs> Uh, new different rules in the sense of when practice, you, you know, you're practicing sooner, you know, how, how is it that you guys just adjust and just keep with the times and, you know, stay motivated and all that stuff? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's definitely weird. Uh, so my first year was two years ago. It was normal. Like there was no COVID. It was the way it was supposed to be. And for me, I, I took it to learn everything uh, it, there wasn't much of me running the show. I wasn't, I didn't have too much responsibility. It was really a year where I just had to learn everything. COVID threw that all off. And now we're back to the way it's supposed to be. So it's a little weird for me because we're doing things. And although it's my third year, I'm like, wait, this is, this is how we did it my first year. Like it, it's got, it's a quick refresher. It's a little weird. Um, but no, I, I think. Uh, the guys who have been here in the past, the other managers who have left, uh, have taught me plenty of things and the coaches have taught me plenty of things. That being said, it's, it's just like, it's just like basketball. Anything that comes your way, you just got to adjust. Um, and with the new guys, it's been great. Yeah. Um, they're great people. 
I love having a good relationship with all of the players and trying to meet them and finding out what they like and just meeting them as people. Yeah. Um, so it's been good. Uh, there's definitely obviously an adjustment and I'm, it's not just me. The whole team has to adjust to not having COVID again, yeah. um, but it's been great. And I don't know. I love it. I, I love, I love helping the guys. I love helping the Gators. Let's, so. I just, as you were, as you were just, uh, you know, talking and so the first thing that came to mind was like, okay, the fans and people outside might not understand, you know, the job description and everything in which you do. So what is, you know, obviously there is, it's one of those positions where, you know, sometimes you're doing things that aren't in the job description, but, you know, obviously you're in a position where um, you're helping, you're, you're really facilitating and supporting the coaches, the staff, um, the JB, who's the, uh, the assistant to the coach, as far as like the organizing and making sure the travel and getting stuff right. But, you know, what, for, what do the, would you let the fans know that you guys are doing on a day in and day out basis? So in the simplest terms possible, a manager's job at Florida is to make sure that the coaches can coach and the players can play. That is it. Everything else in between is our job. Okay. Um, making sure balls are pumped, making sure the jerseys are ready for practice, the pads are ready, um, that the fridge is stocked. It, it is our job to make sure that everything is running smoothly so that Coach White, Coach Pastrana, Pinkins, everybody on the staff from Preston on can make sure that they're doing their job and that everybody on the team, the whole roster can go out there and play basketball and not have to worry about anything else. That's there. There are plenty, there are plenty of things right. that we do on a day. And to be completely honest, I'm going to come into work tomorrow and I have no idea what's going to be thrown our way. Yeah. Um, it's what I love most about it. I, I'm going to wake up and there's going to be some task that we have to get done. Um, but it, it really is. It, it's really just making sure that, the coaches coach, the players play, and everything else in between, you got to get done. It's the, sure. it's the details, you know, it's the details yes. that, within those things that, you know, that's where gratitude really comes into play because, mm -hmm. you, you know, you as a player, you know, and this is what I, I did. I hated it. I hated when when I was there and uh, guys would just do things to make the manager's jobs harder. And I'm like, these guys, like, they're volunteering, like, they're not getting, they're getting great experience, but like, they are just, we're just people that happen to play basketball and they're people as well. Like we are no better than, than them. They deserve our complete respect because they help us do things that we wouldn't want to do. Cause you know, what's funny. Um, this is one of those things where I left when I left uh, Florida and I go on to play ball in Europe where you just realize like how great you had it and how awesome it was, um, you know, there, when I go over to, to play in Italy, there's no manager there. There's no, nobody focusing on those things that you said, like the court was never swept. <laughs> like, bro, can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> the court wow. was never swept, bro. Like it was, it was unbelievable. And then this, this like to this day, I get anxiety. So, and I'm super grateful. I don't want to sound like entitled or anything like that, but you know, you could understand, just imagine if we didn't have any loops. And when I'm talking about loops, I'm talking about laundry. Yeah, you see, if you guys, if your guys are watching, you can see his face. Wow, no way. <laughs> we didn't have any laundry loops. And the reason laundry loops were so important, guys, is that um, these laundry loops, you could clip all of your clothes together and your socks. So when, when the, whoever's going to wash it, you know, it's super easy to get your stuff and know exactly where it's at. We didn't have that. So for my team in Italy, he had our, our the guy that was, it was a young kid actually that was washing our clothes. He would just put everybody's socks in the same basket, just completely mixed up. It would take you, it was at one point, I just like, I was like, F this, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking through here. Like why, like I'm not wasting 15 minutes before practice to, to deal with that. And I was like, man, I can't believe how, spoiled I was back then that you know this wasn't even a thought for me um but yeah dude it was <laughs> wow that's crazy I mean the, the socks the socks are the biggest thing too like 
we, we, the amount of laundry that I've done in my three years is crazy. The, there, there's a little, like, just a little, like, loop, like, within the loop for your socks. The, it, oh, my goodness. I could not <laughs> imagine. I cannot imagine. Scotty Wilberkin was always the worst at doing his loop. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it would drive Kobe Donovan. It would drive him crazy. I, I'm not going to name any names. because No, I'm we're going to call guys. anybody out. But, I'm going to call my guys out yes. for my time. But no, we're not calling any, any current there, guys. There are plenty of loose socks on a nightly basis. And, they, and you know, it's, it's funny about that. It's like that's something they can control to make their lives easier. Of course. Then it's like, and then it. Where are my socks? My socks, bro. Like we're trying. You you didn't put them on the loop right. We're trying to help you out. Oh, you get man. it, Kyle. You get it, dude. I get it. I absolutely do get <laughs> it. So before we uh continue on, I want to dive into to just your story and um, just how you got to where you are now. I know you're in your your third year and have learned a lot, but I don't think I don't think you woke up one day and said, you know, this is where you want to go. Not that it's not a great place to be, because this is a great, you know, under the University of Florida basketball umbrella, so many people that have come through have gone on to do fantastic things, from, from coaching to graduate assistants to, to, what, to whatever it may be. Um, and you get a little, and that's another thing too, you get a chance to do a lot of skill development stuff on the court with the guy. So if that's a route you wanted to take, um, but you know, before you even got to that, you know, first off, where are you from? Uh, so I'm from South Florida. I'm from Boca Raton. Um, oh, my, man. <laughs> my, uh, my grandfather started a basketball league 33 years ago, 32 years ago. So basketball is like in our blood. Uh, I was a huge Heat fan growing up, had season tickets, played high school, played middles, everything. Um, and I reached a point... I'd, I probably would say my junior year where I realized that playing basketball would come to an end and I coached in a rec league and I had probably the most fun experience possible coaching. That's awesome. And that's when I realized like, okay, well, this is a route I've, I've never really thought of taking how can, there's no coaching degree. Like what is there to do? So I went on Twitter. I went on Instagram. You'd see these guys at games wiping the floor. You'd see these guys behind the bench, but they're not, they're not on the team website. Who are these people? Saw their managers. Fast forward a year to my senior year, applying to schools. Um, I didn't really have a place that I really wanted to go. There was no, I applied to all the Florida schools. Uh, to be honest, I didn't think I was going to get into Florida. Um, but when applying one of a, our good family friends, names, Matt Ryder, uh, had a good relationship with coach church, uh, and coach may who are now at FAU, uh, in Boca. So when I got in, he reached out to me and said, Hey, if you want to get involved with the team, your best bet is to go through these guys over at FAU. So, uh, little chunky max at the time, put on a blue polo and khakis walked in to FAU's basketball office without knowing I didn't know who Kyle Church was I didn't know coach May um Akeem was there who is now here small world um and I sat down with them and just spoke to them and asked how can I get involved in Florida what do I have to do who do I have to speak to um Ben Gonzalez is a former manager here who's their director of ops gave me uh Caleb McKinley's number Caleb got me to JB. I met with JB. So I drove up to Gainesville for like preview. Um, but I drove up a day early expecting a meeting with JB. Came in and sat with him for maybe two minutes. That was it. And I was like. That was it. That it? Like, that was it. Um, who, who is JB for uh, J- everyone JB know. is Jonathan Blake. He's our director of operations here. He's our guy. He's the man. He's our guy. He's such a good yeah. dude. I hope we get him um, on here one day. Yeah, he's awesome. No, um, so that was it. That's all I heard. I met with JB for two minutes, knew Caleb, um, and they told me like, well, it's a little late. Uh, we have camp coming up. I'll let you know if something pops up. Go back home to South Florida, and probably two and a half weeks later, I get an email say like about uh, possibly working camp and to get in 
this paperwork. I worked two jobs at home. I was working at a basketball camp and I worked as uh, someone at an ice cream store. I quit both jobs to work camp, like just to be here for camp and potentially make the most out of it. And right place, right time. I got extremely lucky and I'm blessed every single day because of it. And here I am. So yeah, it was, awesome. it was, it was a crazy, crazy summer because I didn't expect to be here at all. And I, I didn't even realize what like the manager connection at Florida really was. Like you said, like people go on from here to be assistants in the NBA, like head coaches in the, it is crazy the connections that this place has. And I didn't even know what I was walking into. So yeah, I, I am extremely blessed and extremely lucky, but that's how I got here. It is, it, it's, it's, well, crazy. you know, it's, it's by no incident, you know, I've got a chance to get to know you and I'm like, this kid's all, I mean, every, every manager that I've gotten to know has just been kind, hardworking, humble, funny. <laughs> a lot of guys are, are hilarious um, as well, but you know, that's just goes to show, you know, coach, none of the coaches will want anyone that's, that's going to bring down that Florida brand. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, I looked up, I saw that you won some award back in 2019, the Max Brown yes. award. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's no surprise that that was able to fault. I mean, you, you received that just because of the way in which you carry yourself and, yeah, I mean, you, it's really not always about, you know, who's the most talented or the smartest, but like, how do you treat people? How do you see people? How do you, like, from the day in and day out, are you reliable? Are you, uh, you know, are you a man of your word? You know, you, you say you're going to do something and you do it. Or even like when someone, a player's having a bad day or you're having a bad day, you still show up and do your job because like, we're human. And I can imagine some days you're just like, man, I don't want to do this. It, it, I mean, it happens, it happens for, for the guy when we come to practice some days, like, oh man, oh, I feel like practicing today. And it's just like, still, you show up and you do your job. And that's, you know, that's really cool. I'm, but I'm sure it was like a, a, a huge transition because you didn't, oh again, gosh. you didn't know it, it, as simply as you put it a few minutes ago, help the coaches come, players play, players play. Like, how was that transition uh, when you first got there? Like who, who was the head manager when you started and like, so, how did you, yeah, fill me in. So Jack Warren was the head manager. He's now the director of operations over at Jacksonville. Um, and so, so when I got here, I was basically told by JB, hey, like it's basically a tryout. We're gonna throw you in for uh, individual workouts. I was expect, I mean, in high school drills, everything, it's like, oh, okay, like the coach explains everything. They, they the, the horn went off and it, it just, everything happened. And I was like, I, I looked like a deer in headlights. I had no idea what was going on. And Jack put his arm around me and he's like, go stand with the bigs and just pick your spots. Like you'll see when coach Pinkins like needs a passer, you pass. When you need a rebounder, you rebound. If he needs a screen, if he needs, you take a pad, like, you'll get the feel of it. And, and that's really how it was. So the transition, I, I mean, I, I was forced to like really, really lock in more than I did when I played. So yeah. it's, it's, it, it was a definitely hectic, I would say. Um, but the people around me and the staff were all understanding of, okay, yeah. well, this kid's new. He probably doesn't know what he's doing. Um, so I made it, but yeah, it, it was, <laughs> It was it was definitely a little little much. That's awesome, man. Because it's you know every part of the organization. Like I, I I wholeheartedly believe that you know success and greatness are things that no one just falls and stumbles into in an organization. You know how they always say you're strong as the weakest link or whatever it may be. But from the way in which you know from the janitors to the head coach and in the organization, you know, everyone being able to do their job, working as a team, communi communicating, being kind, like knowing that everything matters because easily, you know, you can get ripped apart at, in that situation and you're just trying to help. And people was like, no, man, like, I want to help this team win. I want to help you guys uh, do your job because I, I, you know, I listened to Dabo Sweeney the other day and he was like, 
the, the culture for Clemson, even though they're not doing great this year, you know, as wins and losses, I guarantee you they're still like holding true to their values of doing the common things uncommonly, you know, the way in, exactly the way in which you clean the locker room, the way in which, cause I, oh man, I can just remember coach Pelfrey ripped us a new one. Uh, one day, my thing, my junior year, you know, we just had the locker room was a mess. Guys were leaving the showers on just like, just, and he's like this, you know, this is just, it's just so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's just, you don't respect, you don't respect the process and you don't, you're not respecting what it took, even just for the found, like, if you want to be simple for the money that it costs to lay the foundation of the building for that to be built, for it to be clean, for, for like, just, you know, the simplicity to, to be able to play the game of basketball and be in that position. And you can't just do the small things. Right. And, you know, that's why I really love like, you know, Coach White coming in right after Coach Donovan and I'm like, man, they have the same principles. And it's it's had to be really awesome just working with Coach White. Uh, I mean, he's the only coach that you've known, but every interaction, I'm like, man, this guy, I would have played with Coach White in a heartbeat. Yeah, Coach is, coach is great. I love Coach White. Uh, I'll tell everybody I love Coach White. I probably tell my parents every single day I love Coach White. Um, but no, it's it, it goes back to what you said. Um, about a culture um he he preaches every day to be a man and the the second i heard that i knew exactly what he was saying and he he doesn't just speak it he lives that like the way he acts he's sure he's the head coach he's not above everybody else and i think that's what makes this place so special is i'll be sitting upstairs in the offices and coach white will come by every morning every day like He'll speak to you. It's not like he, you're not walked over. And it's it's awesome having a relationship with everybody on the staff. Um, yeah, but yeah. It's it, it. I I just love that type of place. It's it makes it all so much more enjoyable. You were saying yeah. before how short. Like there are things that we might not want to do. Sure, it comes with every job. It comes with everything. Yeah. But when the man at the top is uh, someone like Coach White, it, how can you not? Yeah, that's and that's hey, so crazy you say that, bro. Like, it does take like anyone can preach of what you need to do and what you need to be, but people learn from what they see. Mm-hmm. And from when I every time I've seen, I'm like, man, I just without hesitation, I'm like, not only do I love, I love Coach White more as a man. Than I do as a coach and I love him as a coach, but I'm just like his every, every day. I'm like, I'm like, coach, what drives you? And he's like, you know, his family and just wanting to be great and just understanding that, you know, everybody is just human. And it, it, I, it was funny. One day I uh, just ran, I opened the door for somebody at, coming out of a restaurant. And it's like, oh, you didn't have to do that. I was like, kindness is free. <laughs> exactly. It's like that cost me nothing just to, and I hope, and I was like, just pass it on. And uh, every time I, I interact with Coach White, even when I was I was texting him about uh, getting a chance to interview one of you guys, he was all about it. And I'm like, dude, that just pumps me up even more. It just goes to show that he has a great – he was like, who should I recommend? And I'm like, oh, I already know. I'm going to talk to Max. <laughs> um, but that's super cool. Before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now is the time because they are offering – a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one play through to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. So, like, as you, um, you know, you go into year three. Actually, let's talk about, yeah, I want to talk about, so year two, you know, you transition, you start to get the hang of it. You're like, okay, I see where I fit in. I, you know, when the coaches need me, how to, how to fit in the roles and creating this camaraderie with the guys. And then the whole season stops. Like, yeah. 
How wild was that? So yeah, at the end of year one, um, I mean, it, it's as a as a freshman, I'm sure I don't, I don't know how it works in other programs, but here, like you, you have to earn your road trips. As a freshman, obviously, you're not going to have as many road trips as the seniors, the juniors, the grad assistants. So uh, luckily, I was on that SEC tournament trip. Um, the whole all of the managers were and I remember getting that notification that Rudy Gobert, uh, co- the whole COVID thing. And all of us kind of like took a moment. And we're like, okay, like so weird. And this is at a time where nobody really knew what COVID was, what, how significant it was, what the impact would be. And then the next morning we're setting up to play Georgia. Uh, they won their game the previous night. We're setting the jerseys out sitting in team meal when coach white stands up and says, Hey, um, this, we're not going to play today. They're going to cancel the sec tournament. Uh, and that's all we knew. So to me, I mean, I was devastated because I didn't get to go to the game and I didn't get to live this sec tournament. I was more devastated for someone like KJ KJ. Blackshear. KJ Blackshear, yeah. KJ is not going to get to play his, postseason tournament for the SEC like that's you play the whole season for postseason that that's the point to get to March um and then we were packing the bus up to just head back to Gainesville get back on the plane and the Twitter notification came in March Madness was canceled as just a basketball fan this is this has nothing to do with being a basketball manager being with Florida when I tell you I was devastated, it's it's the best time of the year. Yeah. It is nonstop basketball every single day. Like, and it's just ripped away. And we didn't know how big COVID was. So it was like, why is this happening? Then going into the second year, everything I learned from my first year was basically thrown out the window because – we, we didn't have a locker room. Like this room that I'm in, our film room, we were not in the entire year at all. So the film room was gone. The locker room was gone. We had to sanitize basketballs, wear gloves while we rebound, mask while we rebound. Like our, our hands, you know, you know when you're in the shower for too long or the pool for too long? <laughs> Your hands with the gloves, when you take them off after practice. Um, and we're like, holy cow, this is, it's just a crazy time. So COVID was an adjustment and a half. Um, I mean, I, I give credit to the whole staff. I mean, to really everybody for handling it the way we did. Um, you, you've had Duke on here. Yeah. Uh, Duke, Duke's the man. I mean, Duke kept everybody sane and safe throughout that whole time, but it, there were so many different, I mean, the travel parties, we would bring three managers on a normal trip, four to like tournaments. We were bringing two guys. Wow. So the the expectations for us were lifted because two guys have to do what three would have done. And at times two would have to do what four would have done. So, I mean, it was definitely a tough year in terms of just responsibility and COVID was crazy. And I'm sure around the country, everybody would say the same. But yeah, I mean, from from learning everything my first year to then your second year is it's really, okay, we're going to do this on the fly. We might play tomorrow. We might not. It, it was weird. It was a very what odd did, year. What did that teach you about life? Would you um, say, what, was, what was the biggest lesson or a few lessons you learned? From- I mean- from from going through last year i would i would say i wouldn't say i learned it just from that it just kind of really like punched it into my brain like yeah to be humble and to really like not take anything for granted um i'm so lucky and uh, jb and i will always talk about this how i'm one of seven eight managers for our team there are over 45,000 students at this university. I'm sure there are plenty who would love to have this job and I'm one of those people. Wow. So always, always, coach will always say, stay in the moment. Um, 
And I think that applies to everything in life, not just basketball. And the COVID year really instilled that in everybody, especially me. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we were we were going through scouts for teams that we may or may not play. And then two days later, like, oh, we're playing, we're leaving tomorrow to go play in uh, Connecticut. Like for us, like we have to remake the lineup board. We have to change the jerseys, the socks, the, like everything changes like that. So yeah, I mean, it, it's really just to, the, the biggest thing I would say I learned was to stay humble through it all, really appreciate yeah. everything that is going on in the moment and to not take it for granted. Cause I mean, with the everything out, like the whole season last year would be a, like, we, we never knew what was going to happen next. Yeah. So each all game that we got to play the moment. pardon. All you could control is just the moment. Yeah, you know, exactly. Being present, like you said, you didn't know what, yeah. I mean, and we, none of us know what tomorrow's going to hold in the grand right. scheme of things, but it was definitely magnified for you guys last, you know, yeah, last season. What would you say, you know, obviously, as you just said and mentioned uh, so well and articulated that so well that, um, you learned those those lessons and um, seven you're, you're one of eight managers obviously you couldn't and you know you learned humility obviously you no one can go through that those things alone and in in that role and, and being being able to figure those things out how are you able you know you guys as, as, a, as a as a group and who, whomever you want to shout out obviously you want to shout your guys out you know how'd you guys how were you guys able to stay together and just because I'm sure there were days you guys were some, one person was a little discouraged or just like trying to understand. Cause it just, it's, it's natural, man. I mean, everyone was discouraged because it was just so uncomfortable mm. being that, uncom that uncomfortable oh, for an extended period. So what did you guys do to just continue to cultivate camaraderie in the ways in which you could? Um, and I'm sure, you know, you guys are super close now, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, I'm extremely lucky as is um, the the group of managers that we have last year and this year, um, but specifically your question about last year, like we were as close as it, as could be last year. Um, Andrew Ford is was the head manager. He came in from Providence, and he was really the only one of two new guys, I would say. Um, and he was right away thrown in as head manager. He was in charge, so. I mean, when, when you have a new leader, new coach, I'm sure it's like, okay, well, nobody really knows how this is going to go. We, we, within the first two weeks, I would say a brotherhood between all of us was made. That's um, awesome. To this day, like, it, it's just a very honest group. If somebody's having a rough day, we'll just say something in the group chat and say, hey, like, it's not my day. Like, I might need someone to pick this up for me. Cool, I got it. If you need to switch a laundry day, like I'll be the first one to say, like, I am a, I am very, very into mental health. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, like if I need to take a day because I'm struggling, like I'll, I'll take a day and they won't like, it, it's not like I'm going to miss it and something's not going to happen. I am in full confidence that it'll get done and everybody picks it up. Um, but we, we have a very good group here. Um, everybody loves each other. Everybody wants us to win and understands that as managers, there's things we need to get done to make sure that the players can play and the coaches can coach. So no, we just, we just always have had this great connection between all of us and the honesty helps. The communication is huge yeah. and through it all, we get stuff done. That's awesome. Now let's transition a little bit. I know you got to have a, sto a story here or there of something just silly or extreme or, uh, or something that happened. <laughs> well, I mean, what, one, of the, one of the recent ones was, uh, it was over the summer. Um, Coach White is always active. He's going on runs, doing his thing, whatever. So, Coach White went out for a run one afternoon and we looked outside and it, it, 
it's like thundering out and we're like, what, what's going on? So Andrew Ford, who I just mentioned was about to head home. I'm like, I think I'm going to stay. Like, I feel like this is a situation where coach would probably need a ride. Right. So I text coach. I'm like, Hey coach, like if it starts raining, like, just let me know. I'll, I'll be there. Whatever. No, no biggie. Says no problem. About 30 minutes later, he says, Hey, I think you should come get me. It is full on the Gainesville thunderstorm. I'm like, okay, great. So I figure he's at the football stadium because, I mean, that's the usual path, I would say. Like that day, I'd feel like, okay, well, this is how long it could be. Let's guess there, middle of campus, sure. So I, I start texting him. Nothing says deliver. And I'm like, what's going? Like, did a phone line go out? His phone is dead. So now I'm, I park my car. I'm running, walking around the football stadium. And luckily, as I walk back to my car, Coach White walks out of the gate and I'm like, Coach, like, let's go. Um, so just perfect opportunity, I would say. Uh, perfect timing. And then, yeah, great, great timing. Um, and then we're in the car talking about uh, just like whatever, nice car, whatever. I have Dave Matthews on. He's a huge Dave Matthews fan. I love Dave Matthews. He goes, you like Dave Matthews? Have you ever been to a concert? End up telling him, uh, yeah, well, I was supposed to go to a concert, but I, I got an email from Miss Tracy saying, hey, do you want to come work camp? So I had to sell my tickets. Coach White says, you, you didn't go to Dave Matthews to see the game? What are you doing? <laughs> what? The head coach. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and then that, that led to coach showing me his Coldplay concert photos and told oh, me this is this is the number one tip i had a conversation with a friend about this last night the number one tip he gave me is before i die you need to see Coldplay live yeah so that i agree with that and i haven't seen pictures, them but the pictures look the same so i mean hey i mean after the season you're trying to go in the summer we can figure it out and then uh yeah I, don't I'm not going to say no time. to that one. Don't I mean, tell me with a good time, right? <laughs> no, I love Coldplay. Absolutely. Um, no, and then the other... Uh, I, I have a nickname of Visa by Coach White. Uh, what is it? Visa. Visa? Visa, like the credit card. Oh, Visa. Visa, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so someone might have misplaced a credit card, um, hence the nickname. Um Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll embarrass myself. That is my first week of being a manager. Uh, misplaced coach's card. That was not, not my highest moment. So from then on, uh, coach called me Visa. Um, uh, so at, at the tournament, it, it is a long story. We don't have to get it. It was my fault. I, I'll take blame for it. It is my fault. Like, whatever. Um, no, so... This for the tournament, like I said, like our travel parties were smaller. So I ended up flying out myself to go to the game. Um, I told JB, I'm not going to tell Coach White that. He has plenty of other scouts and things to worry about. We knocked off Virginia Tech. I'm like, uh, you know, what? in Butler, they have like the little balcony basically right over the court, like unbelievable gym. Um, I don't think I haven't, I didn't play in Butler. Okay. So, I'll send you a picture after this. There is a balcony, like it, it's the seating on the baseline is legitimately like you're looking over the court. It is unbelievable. That's awesome. So that's where I'm sitting for the game. Coach White does his interview, walks over, uh, done after the game. Coach, what up? Screams, Visa, top of his lungs. <laughs> top of his lungs. Visa. Yeah. How'd you get here? I was like, used your credit card and he started laughing and that was from that moment on coach white and i have definitely had a much closer re relationship just because now i can joke about being visa myself as well that's you you gotta be able to laugh at yourself no i mean you know well i, I took it to heart at first because my, my first impression with the head coach is yeah 
misplacing Mac. Great job, Max. Great. Um, great job. But I don't know. Now, like, coach is great. Uh, I love being able to joke about that now. And I'm yeah. sure down the road, like, my dream is to coach. Down yeah. the road, I'm sure I'll be able to look back at this and say, listen, like, hopefully when I'm standing as a head coach, wherever it may be, however long that may take, like, listen, I made it through and I lost a coach's credit card. Nice, Max. <laughs> nice job. I know, right? That is, I mean, that is a great story to, uh, to tell. Uh, hey, I'm, I might be here or to tell, you know, maybe to a man, another manager under you one day. Like, hey, this is what happened when well, I, I mean, started. You can't I'll, do much I'll, worse than that. I'll tell all the new guys we have. I'm like, listen, like mistakes are going to happen. You won't make a bigger one than I did. So you don't have to worry about that. So, Max, you were just mentioning on, I mean, this is year three. Obviously, mm -hmm. you're going to have a senior year. And then potentially if you want to, if you're doing a, a graduate year, um, what are your plans, your hopes and you know, proceeding after you finish up as a manager after, you know, we get a champ, you know, the championship here or there, you know, a little tournament run, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some hardware. Um, so, I mean, it, it's obviously tough to say this field is so unpredictable. Um, and I mean, I've seen it just from looking at our assistants and just call the college basketball world in general, like, a coaching gig is hard to get like a yeah. division yeah. one job. Like it, it's, it is very hard. There is one head coach at every school. Um, so I, I understand that it's a grind to get there. Um, my, my plan, obviously, this is what I have to do. You have to be a manager. Um, I'm going to go to grad school, hopefully here. Um, I'd love to take my graduate year here, graduate years, however long it would take. Um, and then the next step from there, after being a GA, however many places I need to be, uh, would yeah. be a director of operations. Um, I know there's a long line of floor, former Florida managers who are now director of operations with, uh, Ben at FAU, at Jacksonville, URI, Brown, Sam Hirschberg, like there's a long line of history of. Florida Gator managers moving on to be Adobo elsewhere. Um, so even going on doing video, I mean, video coordinating. Yeah, exactly. Well. Like wh whatever it takes, hopefully whatever steps it is are necessary to eventually be a head coach. Yeah. That is the dream. Um, but I understand it's a grind and I understand there are yeah. levels to it. You need, you really have to check every, excuse me, every box of, being the video guy, being the dobo, being an assistant, doing whatever you need, like being a special assistant. Um, I, I wish I could tell you there's an exact plan in motion, but it's really like, I'm, I'm going to continue to yeah. do everything I can for this program. And hopefully it leads me to the next step. And then at my next step, I'm going to do the same exact thing and more and so on. So that's well, the dream. It's so interesting, you know, it, obviously there's the, always the long-term goal and the vision of where you want to get to. And that's awesome. And you should have that. Everyone should have it, a direction in which they're going. But, you know, the journey is just so, there is no one journey to it, but what you can control. And this is what I love so much when I had Jacob Kurtz on um, for the last, last episode is that he just, he was just like, he just stuck to the process, literally every day let me just show up do my job create good relationships because we live in a generation now where so many kids and and people just want instant gratification they want things to happen so much quicker than it should be but they don't realize like the person in front of them you know grinded for years and years to get to that spot and, and there's also people that want to to become success successful and they only want to listen to like give it to me in an hour like I can't give you everything I've done in the last five years in an hour. It's going to take you like a grind and a process. And, you know, what you can control is just working towards that, you know, every single day and, and, and building great relationships, man. Because again, it's not always, you know, the most qualified, but the person that 
to just build those great relationships. They know you're reliable. They know you're disciplined showing up and that you love, you have that passion and love. I mean, you're in a position, I miss those college days so much, man. I wish I could, uh, you know, being removed from it. You're just like, dang, man, those are such great times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was just such a blessing to be a part of the organization. So last, last few questions before I let you go and um, continue on your, about your, your day. What are you most excited for, for this upcoming season? You know, as we, as I mentioned, we mentioned earlier, you know, you got eight new guys, you create these new, new relationships. It's, it's a, it's, everything's different practicing, you know, you gotta be super, it's going to be a good year. It's going to, and I, I, you know, now that I'm, I'm working for the SEC network, um, I think seven or eight teams from the SEC are going to make the tournament. That's my, my bold, my bold prediction is going to be eight, eight teams making the tournament, including the Gators. I'll hold you to it. Um, no, I mean, honestly, I, I'm really excited just for things to go back to normal. Um, this is this is going to be my first year of things being normal, and I understand what's going on. And you understand what's going on, yeah. So I, I'm excited to have our guys walk out for introductions with all of the rowdies there. Not uh, it's some of it sectioned off, and some of the cardboard cutouts. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to travel here and there. I'm excited for the Gator fans to be able to travel here and there. Um, most of, I, I'm, I'm really just, I'm excited to experience it all. Um, I, I know it's a vague answer, but just, it's kind of going back to what you said. Like you have to love the process of all of this stuff. Um, and I'm just excited to, just experience it all there there's so many different like things you get to experience through basketball which is crazy to me like I love traveling um and there are going to be from now to the end of my basketball career the amount of places you go and the things you see are unbelievable and it's because of this game and this ball that bounces like yeah it's crazy so it took me overseas, bro. <laughs> yeah, it, and but that's unbelievable. Like that, that's a dream of mine is to go overseas for basketball. Like that's unbelievable. Um, and I don't know. I think that's I think that's so special in itself that uh, a simple object can unite so many people around the world. Because yeah, game like we'll we'll see we'll see Igor all the time. Igor is playing in Israel. Yes, like, that like it, it's just. There are there's love for the game everywhere, and there are so many different places that it can take you. So I'm excited for everything to go back to normal, and everyone can then experience and yeah. live basketball the way it is supposed to be shared. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, just just that year out of not being able to travel and everything, the fans not being there, and just just praying for a, a completely refreshment rest restitution you know getting it back and a full restoration for everybody of like what we love college sports was bringing us together I always always say this sometimes that if everybody at some point in their life played team sports for a year or two the world would be a better place <laughs> just, just play a little, is, bit, a little bit team sports this is this is another thing I'm very excited for this like crazy excited for manager games are basketball. Wait, I forgot. So, so oh, hey, I'm is, so bad. I forgot to bring that up, bro. My oh, bad. It's okay. My bad, dog. So this this is something the fans will never see unless you're like you're, you're on Twitter and you you see it pop up here and there. So the night before a game, usually the teams like managers will reach out to each other, ask if they want to play a game. Last year. That wasn't a thing with COVID. Too many protocols, like it's just not possible. Now we're back to it. We can play games again. We've already scheduled one with FSU. They're already talking smack. I am so excited. I can speak for all of the managers. I'm sure around the country. We are so excited for manager games to come back. Do you have to be a manager? Do you have to be a manager? So I would, I mean, if you want to come down and play, like, I'm not going to stop you. I mean, we play FSU and, you know, we have no problem with you suiting up against them. We got, we got Milwaukee on the 18th and I'm actually covering that game. 
We'll, we'll, have so, it, we'll save a jersey for you. All right. Yeah. I think man. we have one in your size. We're good. <laughs> go in the, go in the gear. Wow. Like, oh, this, guy, this guy's not a manager. <laughs> I mean, we, we played, we played Furman uh, my freshman year and they were like eighth uh, leading scorer ever all time leader in steals and rebounds was playing against us. And we're like, what are we going to do? Like, so I'm sure you remember C wavy, Chris wavy. Uh-huh. Like, so wavy was a great basketball player. He was a walk-on uh, two years ago. Um, he was a manager who got promoted to a walk-on. Luckily we had him and were able to compete in that game. Man, if we, if we didn't have, didn't have for that one, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, shoot, if I, I don't think I have anything planned, you said the day before, so you, you were playing the 17th? Yeah, that, that night, yeah. most likely. We'll, we'll okay. reach out to them and reach out to them. hopefully they didn't listen to this, so they're not going to run away from us, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we'll figure it out. Not a problem. See, I'm, super, I'm super excited for the season, man. Max, thank you so much for your time. Go ahead and give the people a quick shout out of your, uh, of your social. Uh, it's a, uh, at max number four stop uh max number. number number four always s-t-o-t and then i know we have the uh we got the managers um instagram yeah. or social, uh, uh, twitter as well it's it's at uf managers easy 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 well max thank you so much for your time uh you just i wanted to before we close this episode uh gator fans we lost we lost a you know we're going back to normalcy and having our fans back in the building. Uh, we'll be one short this year. If you guys don't know of Jerome Millman, longtime, lifetime Gator, traveled to every single road game. Um, awesome man, awesome fan, awesome person, awesome life. Uh, we lost him on Friday. Um, so if you can find, if you can find his son's uh, social media on Twitter, uh, please send his, his son some love. It's Sean Millman, S-E-A-N-M-I-L-L-M-A-N. Uh, one of the most sweetest men I've, I've ever met. Uh, and, you know, we're going to definitely Gator Nation is going to miss. He, he's been a, a following the Gators his entire life. He, he truly bled orange and blue. And uh, so sad that he's not going to be able to come back out there this year. But I know, I know he's going to be with us in spirit. But anyways, Max, thank you so much for your time. Um, can't wait to get this out to the airwaves for everyone to hear your story and just uh, hopefully have way more appreciation for, for, for the managers, the guys that are on the side, on the side, just helping the coaches, the coaches, the players to play. So Gator Nation, appreciate you guys again. This was the Young and Blue Rowdies, episode seven. Uh, you know what it does. Stay rowdy.